This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, so let's talk a little bit about, because I did a, a quick episode um, uh, Friday morning, uh, which there was very little sleep. So if you listen to that episode, I actually really have no idea what I said. It was a little, little incoherent. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, were, you were the traveling man Thursday night, Friday morning. You were very busy. Um, but I want to talk about the impact that the first two rounds had on this game. And Jameer Gibbs, let's start with him. I, I know that his his production in that game was it was there. You know, there was quality. Um, you know, it had seven seven carries for forty two yards, uh, and then on the on the in terms of catching two catches for eighteen yards. So it didn't knock your socks off. But the one thing, it was impressive when he was on the field, and you always felt like there was something special that could happen every time he touched the ball. But I thought we would see more of him in the game plan. Did what did you think of his performance, and did you expect to have more touches, more reps, more opportunity? Yeah, I thought it was noticeable. I mean, you, it, it's a lot of questions, you know, throughout the summer in camp. Like, man, this guy's only you know 190 pounds. Is he going to be yeah. able to sustain, uh, you know, being the lead guy in the backfield? Um, you know, and, th and then this first run, I mean, he bounces off a couple tacklers. He gets smoked by the safety. The safety goes flying. He's still standing. Kind of looks down like. I was like, oh, sh yeah, like not only is this dude fast and elusive, but he, he's got some toughness to him as well. Um, yeah, I thought his impact was was huge. Um, I maybe expected him a little bit more only because, you know, I know Ben Johnson the last couple of weeks was like, man, we're going to use him in ways, you know, yeah. people might not think. And first couple drives, I'm like, he's not in there at all. Is that what he meant by nobody <laughs> thinks he, we're just not, I'm not going to use him. Like, I guess that way, I guess he's right too. Um, you know, and then he comes in, he provides a spark and I, I'm, I wasn't surprised that he didn't get uh, a huge workload uh, uh, Thursday night. I, I think that anytime, especially week one, you probably want to go with um, guys that, and I'm not, saying Jameer Gibbs is unreliable, but guys that have proven yeah. that they're the guy, right? And David Montgomery has done that. He has proven that he is a reliable guy. He has proven that he could be a bell cow uh, running back, right? I don't think you want to throw too much at rookies week one, especially in that environment, especially Thursday night football primetime. They could have a tendency to try to do too much, um, which can backfire and hurt your team. And, and we all know that you know, they got away with the fumble there, but not many times you're going to turn the ball over against a good yep. team like that and and uh, come out with a win. I, I thought it was probably a, a well-balanced attack, and I'm sure even starting this week against Seattle, uh, we're going to get a heavier dose of, of Jameer Gibbs. I think that the coaches throughout training camp practices, whatever you think, you know, right? Uh, all right, is he ready for a big workload? 
we don't want to throw that all on the young kid to start the season off. We don't want him to feel like he's got the weight of his shoulders. We want to, you know, kind of work him in a little bit and let him get more comfortable. And as he gets those first couple runs and catches whatever it is under his belt, let's let him loose. I think we're going to start seeing that um, Sunday against uh, against Seattle. Jack Campbell, uh, his athleticism was on full display with this pass deflection uh, that he had. But, you know, two first-round picks, um, neither of them started, which, again, I'm not going to sit here and criticize that. I really liked when Jack Campbell was in there. I thought he added that tough run defense to be able to, to stuff the, the, you know, the run. But I liked his ability to cover running backs and even tight ends out of the backfield. What you, you know, what'd you see? I, I didn't see a rookie, you know, yeah. I didn't see a guy that uh, Kansas City was identifying as being on the field and being a weak link and being a guy they could take advantage of and, uh, you know, trying to get mismatches across the board just to try to expose that. You see that a lot with rookies in this yeah. league. Hey, he's on the field. We're going after him. Um, they didn't do that, which to me was kind of a like. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We don't really want to test him. I mean, he did make that play that he made, especially from the end zone view. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, kind of dropping back to his right last second, flipping the hips, covering about, you know, six, seven yards of grass there in, in about a second to be able to get a hand on that ball uh, was a big-time play. I mean, just just the athleticism that it showed, uh, you know, 6'5", 250-pound guy with that kind of flexibility, that kind of quickness, that kind of agility was uh, was impressive. Uh, that's going to be huge. I mean, because we we all think that, hey, as this team continues to get better, um, you're going to have games where you force the opposition into throwing the ball. You force the opposition into being one-dimensional, and you have to have guys that can cover. And I think Jack Campbell proved that, uh, at least in the couple limited snaps that we got to see him, was there's no really concern there if he does have to try to get in that type of game. Um, so I thought his impact was was good too. I thought with all the guys, you know, none of them really looked like rookies. None of them really looked like, oh, yep, he's a rookie. Yep, he's going to learn that one. Yep, I, oh, okay, I bet he's not going to let that one beat him again. Yeah. You know, uh, none of those guys uh, really stood out as doing that. Now they're all going to have a rookie moment at some point this season. I can promise you that. But to at least start the season, uh, confident, knowing what they were doing, being in the right yeah. spot, not having you know, silly little mental errors and, and costing your team a play or a, a touchdown, um, I thought was huge. Sam Laporta, five targets, five catches. I thought he played a good game. I, th- I, I really liked his ability to block as well. At the, at the line of scrimmage, he was very effective. And we know Brian Branch, like the pick six. Yeah. That was, it was awesome. Both of those guys, I'd like to get your quick thoughts. Oh, Brian Branch, I mean, the play on the ball was Incredible. Uh, you can't blame Patrick Mahomes for that. It went right through Tony's hands. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but Branch, the way that he had to kind of pause, reach back one-handed, grab that thing, and then finish the play, getting in the end zone, um, was huge. You, you saw the playmaking ability. We've heard about it uh, since OTA started, you know, back in the, in the spring and summer. Uh, we've heard about it all throughout training camp, you know, that all this guy does is make plays, man. Yeah. And and for him to get the opportunity in, in game one to go out there, and not only have a pick six, but against Patrick Mahomes, 
in that environment, you know, in that game where you feel like you needed a spark defensively uh, or else that thing felt like it could have gotten out of control based of based on how the offense was kind of struggling. Uh, the play was huge. And I think, you know, with looking at his stats, 38 uh, coverage snaps, I think it was, uh, or it's 38 snaps. He got targeted four times, allowed two catches for seven yards, yeah. um, you know, in, in his assignment and, and obviously finished with the pick six. I mean, that is an absolute winning performance every day of the week and just an impact type guy. And I'll tell you, his development, his ability to be a day one impact player uh, gives that defense and especially that secondary so much more flexibility. Now it opens up to, you know, where do you want to put C.J. Gardner-Johnson? I know we saw him a lot at safety uh, against the Chiefs, but he he's a guy you can move around a little bit. Branch is even a guy that can move around a little bit. The less predictable you are defensively, you know, how you line up and the offense says, okay, they're doing this, the better you're going to be. I think they just have so much flexibility based off of uh, the defensive backs that they have and the moving pieces that they have to be able to put these guys in different spots and, and keep the offenses guessing. Uh, Sam Laporta, look, I, the passing game was noticeable. I mean, you know, being able to get open, uh, being able to catch the ball, being able to fight for a couple extra yards uh, when they were there, I thought was huge. The run blocking d- didn't stick out as being a negative. I mean, yeah. that's been a kind of an Achilles heel. If there has been an Achilles heel on this offense the last couple of years was the ability for their tight ends to be impactful in the run game. Um, and the one play that sticks out was Dave Montgomery's touchdown run late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's pulling all the way across from the left side. Jonah gets a nice kick out on the defensive end. Laporta fills up in the hole, shoulder on shoulder. Perfect textbook block on the linebacker. Just enough room for Montgomery to sneak through to make a move, get in the end zone. Um, I thought was was very encouraging to see a young player be able to step up in that position, play that amount of snaps that he did, and to go out there and not only you know not cost your offense to but but to go out there and be actually a, a hell of a productive player. Um, same thing kind of with Branch on the defense. I mean, it's going to allow so many more opportunities for this offense and how you want to utilize guys, how you want to find the mismatches if you're Ben Johnson. How do you want to, you know, figure out what the defense is doing based off of personnel, based off of alignment, motion, shifts, whatever you want to do. I think Laporta is going to be a big part of that moving forward. 